What's up, everybody? This is Mark Monroe. And, you know, I've been getting this question for a very long time, like longer than the come up series. Like, for example, why do you do this? Why do you use this investment? You know, what is the benefits of it and all this other jazz? I've kind of always been hesitant when it comes to answering this question because, you know, there's a lot to unpack within this conversation. But, you know, I'm going to try to do the very best that I can today. So I'm Mark Monroe. And this is your come up, a.k.a. a breakdown. It's time to take a deeper look, see what's on the horizon. Check if the earn is out or underperform the guidance. The good companies always striving for innovation, while the bad, short-sighted, often get complacent. But we plan for the future and look for action to take now. So gather around, it's time for the breakdown. So my journey in investing started at the age of nine. Now, most of you know the story about my early day investing, thanks to my grandfather. Shout out to Louis St. Cyr. Um, but then my trading career started my freshman year in my dorm room at Tuskegee University in August of 2004. And the reason why I was looking for a different means was because, yeah, stock was great and it's always good for a long-term hold, but I needed money, y'all. Like, for real, I needed money to survive. It's like, you know, the money that I was gaining from, you know, the big boy Blue at the time, AKA Microsoft, um, was not really cutting it for the kid to pay for almost 40 grand a year. And I always knew in my life that ultimately investing was gonna play some role, uh, whether big or small in my life, and it was just never gonna leave you know, since the day of nine, because I just, for some reason, I fell in love with the markets. Then moving on, as I got further into my trading career, a few years had passed, I started realizing that one, I don't have the time to really be any of those types of things, whether a daytime trader, scalper, swing trader, all that stuff. I just didn't really have the time to do it. I started off doing six months, three and six month uh, trades, along with some nine months, and I loved them because it allowed me to get a little bit more refined within my thesis, AKA what is it that I expect and based upon the data that I can validate, this is the reason why it gives me reason to do such trade and set it at such price target. So that's where it really started to take shape and hold for me. And I started going from there to just doing one year trades, though that I was only in there for about maybe three to six months. Here's the benefit of why is it that I started moving over into long-term leaps. So for example, anybody that doesn't know what a long-term leap is, it's pretty much a long-term equity security uh, or long-term equity anticipation security or something like that. Let me just, let's, let's, let's go to our friend Google. Oh. Yeah, I was actually right. So pretty much which means that essentially that you anticipate over a extended period of time, aka long term, that the equity position, the stock, will become XYZ price over a period of time that you're willing to hold on to, aka security. For me, it just made sense. You know, especially when you're dealing with sometimes volatile markets or say, for example, price wings. You know, that's where you go into the leaps part because you don't really get as affected. Now, of course, when you go into a highly volatile market, then everything is affected. So your long-term leaps will be affected. Uh, so your one-year, two-year expirations, they'll definitely still be affected. But they're not as affected as much as, say, for example, if you're in a trade for, say, for example, a weekly, a monthly, three months, six months, nine months, you see where I'm going? So the longer that you have in time, the more that essentially that you have a little bit of security because of the fact that you have a timeline 
possibility of, say, for example, the intrinsic value either rising and going higher or going back up, as well as, say, for example, the amount of risk because of the fact that you've given yourself a longer term time period. So that was one of the things that I loved about leaps so much and it allowed me to do more research on other things in the interim process. So by the time I got out of my long term contract or I got out of the position, I was already ready to jump into my next position without all the stressors and everything else. A lot of your larger funds will use long term leaps as hedges against what's already anticipated within their portfolio. So let's do a breakdown. If I am a hedge fund or if I'm a fund that owns, let's say, 10,000 shares of Apple, what I can do is I can either put out a long term put against Apple. So that way, any potential downside risk that Apple could face within that year, I can literally play a leap option on that position. And essentially, as the position goes down, I make money or I could do a long term call. So that way I'm double hedged here or double leveraged here because I already own the stock, but I want more, say, for example, profitability or opportunity. And so thus, boom, I can play it that way. Now, most of your traders today, they normally will trade options pretty much on a lower term, say, for example, holding the stock for or holding the option contract for playing a weekly or a monthly or maybe even three months. It's very rare to find options traders out there on the retail side that really do six months to a year or even two year options trades. And here are some of the cons of why is it that people don't really do long term leaps it is because of the fact that the premiums are high. So what are premiums, a.k.a. the price that you pay? So you'll see an asking price. The asking price is what you buy at. The bid is what you sell at. And some folks do not like the fact of having to pay such a high price premium for such a position and they want to make their money now. And nothing wrong with that, but yet at the same token, it's like, I like also the security and knowing that, okay, hey, I can pay this premium for such a, for an option contract and ultimately let it continue to grow. But that, that comes with another part of the strategy. So we'll come back to that. But it gives me that, it gives me that flexibility where it's like, I'm not completely stuck. So then it comes down to picking your strike price. And this is where a lot of times, sometimes we as retail traders, we get a little bit overzealous. So in 2020, we saw the biggest boom as it pertains to liquidity coming into the market. Why? Because we saw that like savings accounts were crap because of the fact that you're not getting any interest rate there. Bond market was terrible because the Fed was doing quantitative easing. And then on top of that, we saw that there were other investment vehicles that just weren't there. And they were very much so premium. They were very much at a very high premium to literally get into for the profit in which that you will return. So then investors were like, well, where else am I going to go in order to get such a return? That's when you started seeing people jump into the stock market. And around the time of March 2020, or really from February to March, you saw such a grand opportunity because you saw the S&P 500 drop about 30%. Now that would be considered like a crash because it's very rare that something like that would happen. And it's typically when we see a correction, it's typically about between, let's say five to 10% that the S&P 500 would correct. But we're talking about a 30% drop. So of course, shout outs to each and every single one of you. And hence the reason why we like the name of our show, AKA the come up because of the fact that each and every single one of you saw an opportunity there, whether it was through us, different platforms, or even just what you were hearing in the news, 
Now we're in 2021 and the game changed. It's not 2020 anymore. And pretty soon 2021 will end and 2022 will not be the same as 2021. So each year brings on its different set of nuances. So hence the reason why I like leaps. And here's where it comes to setting your price. If you know that typically where you do some research within a stock, a stock typically grows on a year over year basis. And we're talking about good companies. They grow on a year over year basis, anywhere from 10 to roughly 25%, almost as close as say, for example, matching the benchmark of the S&P 500. So if you know this on a basics, you can literally start to set your strike prices within those ranges. Now, there's some caveats there. When you set your strike price, make sure that essentially that you're doing it within a certain key set of grounds. One, you're not buying your contracts at the high of the stock. So for example, buying, say for example, your contracts or buying your leap options when say for example, the market is at all time highs. Why don't you wanna do that? Because when you buy at all time highs, then essentially you're buying something at the high, just waiting for the knife to fall. And ultimately you can kind of get left holding the bag. And that's terrible. So, you know, something that I would suggest and something that I do a lot is I'll wait for something to drop first. And given that I know that it's a tough, it's a strong company, what I'll do is I will literally wait for the stock to correct and then find my entry point into the position. Now you do what you do, but that's just what I do over here on my end. So sometimes what I'll look at is I'll look to see, hey, has this position or has this stock hit its 200 day moving average? Has it hit the 50? What is its trends like? Does it normally just play at the 50 day or does it come down to the 200 day moving average? And if it does come down to the 200, 200 day moving average, I can probably set my price at the 50 day moving average for the long-term leap. Or if it's broken even below the 200 day moving average, I can set my strike price for the 200 day or maybe even the 50 day. Essentially, I'm giving myself some wiggle room so that way essentially I can kind of strategize myself there and protecting myself and literally giving myself a great positioning for a long-term leap. So that's one of the beautiful things about it. Now, of course, again, when volatility hits, it can hurt a leap contract because it can drive down the price of the premium. Another thing that can do that is interest rates. So as interest rates fluctuate, they can also have a slight bit of say, for example, a hit towards a long-term leap. But at the same token, People are always asking me, hey, are long-term leaps, can they be lucrative? Yes, they can. Depends upon how is it that you got into the position and where you're trading in at. Just like how I just said it a little bit back before. So the question is, why is it that I do that? And why is it that I do a vast majority of it? Well, the reason why is because I still hold on to a significant amount of stock in companies in which that I know and that I love. But at the same token, it's like, I just like to have different vehicles as it pertains to investment. And one of those is I like options very much so because I like the returns of what I can get from an options contract more than what I can get from, say, for example, a stock. So what I can earn from an options contract in a one year leap could be like the equivalent of, say, for example, a two to three and maybe even sometimes a four years return of what the stock can return to me, especially if you're thinking about it, a stock returning, say, for example, 10 to 25 percent on a year over year basis. But if you're playing that leap, then you could see that return, say, for example, two, three, four times that within just your leap options contract or your leap options position, whether the call or on the put side. 
And so for me, I really like that. I like the fact that I get the benefits of the security in the sense of not having to worry about like, okay, hey, what's gonna happen? And I like the benefit as it pertains to the flexibility of being able to make a sizable return. And finally, the other reason why I like it is because it's just fun. <laughs> you talked about leaps and that's great. But then there's this other part. Why should you invest? Because I believe that everybody out there, you should be investing, whether it's even if it's you managing it or say, for example, putting your money towards wealth management. The goal is you definitely need to make your money work for you. Put it to work. That is the best advice that you will probably gain from anybody. And I'm not even Series 7 or Series 65 certified or anything like that. But it's kind of like common sense. You want your money to be working for you just as much as say, for example, you worked hard. The reason why you want that to happen is, is because you're gonna like, let's say that you go in and put 20 years of your life at such company and you're gonna walk out with a 401k. Now the question is that when you walk out with this 401k or this retirement plan, does this retirement plan literally solidify the, say for example, the actual true value that you put in to the time of the company? Nine times out of 10, you have not, it has not. And the average return that you get from a 20 year career can be about, what is it? $250,000 all the way up to a million. And some of you are gonna say, hey Mark, a million dollars, that's a lot of money. It is. But under that current inflation, when it's gonna be time for you to retire, I mean, the cost of living and everything else, all those things really start to come into, into, into the, the scope of things. Now it really starts to change your perspective now, because now you have to think about it in the sense of, okay, how long can I survive on this quote unquote million dollars that I've worked 20 years for? Like think about it, 20 years, a million dollars. Do the math, take a million dollars and then divide that by 20. Not a lot of capital when you think about it. it doesn't really put the place the value there. And so that's one of the things that I want you to really think about. You know, and that's why, you know, in the next video, I'll probably do something that goes a little bit further in depth to break it down for you. But I mean, I hope that you guys enjoyed this video. If you did, go ahead and hit that like button and the subscribe button. And on top of that, hit the bell. So that way, when more videos like this come out, you're in the know and you can check it out. Um, I'm excited for what I'm gonna produce for you guys this season. And on top of that, what some other people are going to produce for you this season. So be on the lookout. Until next time, I'm Mark Monroe, and this has been your come up. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.